Father. It's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, God, we need a word from on high. So, God, I ask that you let me decrease, that you would increase in me. Hide me behind the throne. Let them see your image upon me, hear your voice through me. Let these words be uncircumcised that are unrighteous. Let the scripture be spoken with clarity and let the word be with concise measure. So now, Lord, we ask that you let these words that come out of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And Father, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, amen. Why don't you do me a favor and let's give God a hand clap of praise. If you know he's been good to you, why don't you celebrate him in his goodness? Do me a favor, look at somebody and say, neighbor, he's been good to me. Oh, you're not smiling. Tell him, neighbor, he's been good to me. Amen, amen, amen. Certainly we thank God for this day, for this is the day the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. With your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning. There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning, in the morning, morning, it'll be all over in the morning. Y'all sing that with me. There's no need. There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning. Can I get a witness? There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. How many know It'll be all over in the morning, in the morning, in the morning. It'll be all over in the morning. One more time, in the morning, in the morning. Morning. 
it'll be all over in the morning. First Samuel chapter 17. Starting at verse 32, if you're able to stand in respect to the word of God. If we would stand verse 32 and then we're going to skip to verse 37. If you're there, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you, social media and in person. Amen. Um, and it reads, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. If you jump to verse 37, it says, David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. That concludes our reading. You may be seated in the house of God. If I could borrow your thoughts, your amens, and your praises for God to help me preach on the subject, the topic, when it looks bigger than me, when it looks bigger than me, sometimes life has its moments where it looks like whenever you're trying to accomplish something significant, you will face strong opposition. Walking as Christians in this journey, we often find ourselves facing not only opposition, but challenges uh, that in the carnal eye would appear to be leading us to roads of failure. But spiritually, it becomes a path that we must take, a path we must recognize just how sovereign God is. One thing we need to know as believers, my brothers and sisters, that despite of how many challenges we face, we cannot allow our circumstances to cancel our course to Christ. And as long as we live in this world, and we're living according to the world's values and for the world goals, Satan won't trouble you. Do I have a witness this morning? In fact, you can go to church, you can dress in press, be suited and booted, pocket full of money, lead all the songs, read your Bible. You, you can even pray the best of prayers and he won't mind. But it's when the moment you wake up from being spiritually lethargic and shake off the worldly mindset and omit to a greater way of having a radical level of obedience to God is when you will encounter spiritual opposition that seems so much that you cannot handle. Things that, that look easy but because of who you are, it appears to be so much 
that you stop talking to everybody, you disconnect yourself from everyone that looks human, you even make it up in your mind that I'm going to throw in the towel, pack it up, and go back home. But I believe that there, we have to understand that when you're dealing with this stuff that's just too big, you know that the Lord will make a way. I know I'm right about it. I believe uh, that the, the songwriter says, have you any rivers that, that you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you, you cannot seem to tunnel through when the waters are too high, when the streets are too high, the world is black. Another writer says, these problems that I have, I just can't seem to solve. I, I tried and I tried, but I keep getting deeper involved. But I want to share with you, when you turn it over to Jesus, I'm preaching it. You ain't saying nothing. How many know that God is the one that specializes in the things that seem to be impossible? In fact, when you turn it over to Jesus, can I get somebody to slip their hand up and I'll make two? They can say, he will work it out. He, he, he will work it out. He, he will work it out. In, in this text, we, we find ourselves in the middle of a conversation between David and Saul. And the conversation is in regards uh, of a fight between a giant and a believer. Uh, this conversation seems to line up with what we as believers face today, that, that, that we're challenged with many things that, that look bigger than we can handle. Challenges we face on a daily basis and I found out as believers, one thing we have to recognize as we look at things that are seeming to be too big, we have to understand king, uh, kinship will often try to discredit your journey. Kinship will often try to discredit your journey. It's right there in the text in verse 28. Uh, David's brother Elip had, had, had came before him and listen, Elip was mad because David was on the assignment of his father. David was told to bring lunch down to the people that were down at war. And if you look at the text, he got angry. He said, why are you down here? Who, 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 who did you, who did you leave those few sheep with? I know your, your, your behavior. I know your, your character. And I know the insolence of your mindset. Why, you just came to see the fight. And what we need to understand, you cannot allow people to stop your pursuit in your journey. I mean, you can't let them stop your praise. You can't let them stop your worship. You can't even let them stop your way of acting in obedience. I mean, some folk don't recognize it's some of the very ones that you love the most that are upset because of where you got. Hey, you ain't tracking with me. Look at the text. If you look at the text, when you get to 16, you got to think about 16 before you get to 17 and realize something. David was Jesse's boy. But David was selected over his brothers. Scoot in real close. Some folks should be glad that God chose you. And don't get mad when your family get mad because guess what? What's for you is for you. And some folks should be shouting right now that God looked beyond everybody else. And he picked on me. I've been picked out to be picked on. Kinfolk will try to, to, to discredit 
your journey. But watch this. This is, this is good to me because as we journey through this pandemic and we think about things that's going on in our life, look at this. David wants us to know never cling to those who discredit your favor. Watch this. Never cling to those that discredit your favor that God has dispensed to you. Look at verse 28. I mean, right there, he says in his word, to, 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 who do you leave those few sheep with? And watch this. <clears throat> then he began to talk about them. He, 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 watch this. He, he omitted the fact that David was discharged from being a liar. He was discharged from being an adulterer. He was discharged from being a murderer. And God had dispensed the favor upon him. Are y'all with me this morning? Some folks should be glad that God discharged some stuff. That was on your background, your resume, and even your record. And decided to, you. I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing. I wish I had some redeemed folk that can testify that Reverend, I was a wretch undone. But God, beyond, he looked beyond my faults and he saw my needs. He decided to use me in his service. Don't, don't. You, you, you have to. He had been discharged. Look, check it out. When you, when you get a chance, read chapter 16. What people don't understand is this. Watch this. People don't understand your, 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 your favor has caused you to be recognized. Watch this. When God discharges you, you become free from what you were chained to. Um. John said it best in John 8 and 36. He says, who the son sets free is free indeed. I believe Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he, he's a new creature. All old things are passed away. Behold, be, all things become new. I believe Jesus was even saying it to Moses when he wrote it in Genesis. He talked to Moses and Noah in chapter 6. He said, but Noah found favor. In the eyes of the Lord. I wish I had somebody that could say, Reverend, I ain't always been good. But some way, somehow, I found some favor in the eyesight of God. I mean, that car I'm driving, I know I shouldn't have it. But the favor, God gave it to me. That house I'm living in, I know I can't afford it. But God had favor. Yeah, yeah, he, he had favor. So there, there are a few things I'm going to drop them in your pockets. You can keep them, nibble on them a little later, and I'm going to get out your way. There are some things that David come to share with us when things uh, seem too big, bigger than us. The first thing he says, you got to understand that God provides comfort to the weary. He provides comfort to the weary. It's right there in the text. The text says, let no man, no man's heart fail because of him. David was determined to assure those that the opposition that put them in disposition, uh, that it was not to discourage them or give them a thought of lack of comfort from God. I believe Philip and Thomas said it best in John 14 when they asked the Lord, how would we know the way? 
you know, you ever been in some moments where you felt Jesus walking with you, but then when it got a little tighter, it seemed like you were all by yourself. I guess I'm the only one that's ever been depressed. I guess I'm the only one that ever felt like I was in some things all by myself. It's, here it is. He says, and we often struggle with the opposition because it's hard to track and trace God when you need him. Now watch this. It's difficult to track and trace God when you're in the middle of a dilemma. I wish I had somebody that didn't hang up on me now. Now watch this. But no matter where you are in your walk of life, God will walk with you because when you got faith, you know that you are covered. Uh, what, what, what we need to know as believers is hard for us to omit and forget about our faith files. I mean, have you just looked back in your faith file and recognized times when it seems like your back was against the wall, but God showed up and he showed up. I mean, when you look at his resume, he's a God that never lost a case, a doctor that never lost a patient. In fact, he's a God that never stopped creating what he wants things to be. We have to understand he, he, he has some good things for us, but here it is. He gives comfort to the weary. That's why uh, Moses says in Deuteronomy 31, he says, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. We must remember the times that we think about how good God has been. Some folk don't realize the reason why you're running is because God is trying to stop you from killing yourself. <clears throat> let, me, let me help you again. Some folk don't realize why you're running is because if you stand still, you're definitely going to destroy yourself. Y'all ain't tracking with me. Granny them said when Jesus is in your spirit, he'll make you cry and you don't even know why you're crying. He'll make you run and ain't nobody after you. Can I get somebody that can testify, that say, I'm one of the ones out of Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valleys and shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thou rod and staff, it comforts me. Look at somebody say, I found comfort with God. Yeah, I found comfort with God. But notice, David not only say he gives comfort to the weary, but same, same talk, same person. He says in the midst of that, you cannot forget the consistency of your servanthood. It's in the Bible. Notice David in the midst of giving comfort, he continues to remain consistent in his servanthood. The text says in the same scripture, he says, your servant will go and fight the Philistine. Don't allow the giants in your life to stop you from serving in the presence of small-minded people. I guess I'm preaching to myself today. Uh, watch this. There should be a consistent desire of servanthood uh, despite of how many people look at you and what they think of you now let me let me go back here let's 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 track and trace a little bit watch this the giant was nine feet tall David wasn't wasn't a big man the Bible says he was short in stature 
Sometimes those small-minded people think they're bigger than you. Can I help you? I said this before. You ever had some folk that think that because they were able to get it before you, theirs were better than yours? Y'all ain't with me today. Uh, and then here it is. Sometimes the reason why we get caught up in the foolishness is because we focus on the people we're working with instead of working on the people that we're working for. Y'all just missed that. Don't lose your focus on people because people just shallow. People just fake. People are phony. People are fickle. People are phony, fake, and fickle. And you got to understand the God you serve. He's always been faithful. He changes not. So why would I waste energy on somebody that think little? You throwing your net on the left side. God said throw it on the right side. Sometimes you got to learn to let them know I serve God. You cannot get caught up in, 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 in your servanthood, losing your servanthood around small-minded people. Because if they had it their way, they had it their way. Every time you try to do something right, they turn around and tell you what you can't do. Y'all with me? Uh, watch this. That's why Paul says in Colossians 3, he said, whatever you do, you got to work heartedly as for the Lord and not for man, knowing that for the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. Your, and watch this. Your, your, your mom and them used to say, uh, may the works that I've done speak for me. But today's church needs to be saying right now, serving the Lord. Well, I wish I had some willing workers that could say I, they may not like me, they may not understand my purpose, but I know if I stay on the battlefield serving the Lord, it will pay off after a while. Look at somebody say, I'm trying to please God to get my inheritance. I'm trying to please him to get my inheritance. Some folk get so caught up. No small-minded folk with no faith, no desire to be better. In fact, they'll set you up and have you thinking your faith was just as small as theirs. Truth be told, can I tell y'all the truth? Some of your most small-minded people are in ministry. And the reason why they're where they are in ministry is because they think God has to serve them first ahead of you. But how many know when you're serving a God and you're faithful to him, he's faithful and just to reward us. But the Bible said you no longer have to be the tail. You can become the head. You no longer have to be the borrower. Now you can become the lender. I wish I had somebody say, Reverend, I stayed on the battlefield. I'm running 99 and a half. Just won't do. You got to understand, I'm trying to get my inheritance. I, I need some comfort. I need some understanding to why you got this thing happening in my life. But the second thing I saw in the text is uh, not only is there um, 
comfort to the weary. Not only is there a consistent servanthood, but the second thing is um, there should be confidence in confrontation. Confidence in confrontation. Look at the text. The text says, David said, moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. The question is, why is opposition such a challenge in my life? Can, can I help you? Uh, problem is, uh, Sister Piper, we, we, get the, we get the two words mixed up. We get confidence and confrontation mixed up. See, confidence is self-assurance of one's ability. Confrontation is hostile and argumentative. The reason why we get the two mixed up is because when we should have confidence in our confrontation, we have confidence in our confrontation in communication. Okay, let me help you out. Instead of being confident in who we know, we want to be argumentative in confrontation of how we're going to react. Yeah, look at the text. Look what he said. Moreover, David said, look who he said, the Lord. Y'all just missed that. David spoke in the context of knowing who God was and not how he was going to react or interact in the situation. Notice he didn't say, I'm going to get the Bloods, the Crips, or the Latin Kings, or the 430 Girls, Pookie or Ray Ray, my mama, my uncle, my auntie, and them, or not even the boys in the hood. But he said, God, the Lord. And some folk need to recognize, you need to stop calling on everybody that's trying to fight your battles. In fact, you need to learn to trust in God. Come here, King Jehoshaphat. He said, I want you to go down to the cliff of this, and I want you to stand and see my salvation. And watch this. When he went down to the cliff of this, he found out that the battle wasn't his. It was the Lord's. They had already died. Some folks should be shouting right there. I didn't have to wave my head. I didn't have to point my finger. In fact, I just stood on the promises of the Lord. He said, vengeance is mine. Said the Lord, what you do to them, you're doing it to me. I shall repay. Look at somebody say, just give it to God. You ain't got to smile and laugh at me. I'm going to give you to God. In fact, I found out that some things you just have to just step back. Just step back and let God handle it. And you want to know the reason why God can't bless you? Because you're too busy being in the way. And here it is. You would rather be confrontational with coming to God than having confidence in God when you come to him. 
You want to tell him why you deserve it. When you should be saying, Lord, I know I ain't worthy, but I just want you to bless me. Anyway, you bless me. I'll be satisfied if I had 10,000 tongues. I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing. That, I can't say enough. But Lord, while I'm standing here, if it be your will, just share a little more grace. Just sprinkle a little more mercy. And Lord, anyway, you bless me. I'll be satisfied. Look at somebody and say, quit being confrontational. You just, you got to learn to give it to the Lord. I mean, when the doctors tell you they've done all they can do, you got to learn to give it to God. When they're ready to give you life sentence or take you off life support, you just got to learn to Give it to God. Just step out of the way. And can I tell you something? Sometime, even at the church, <laughs> you got to learn to just step out of the way. I've discovered this. While at church, the best thing for me to do and the best thing for you to do is we pray for each other. Let me hope somebody. Instead of me getting frustrated, Instead of me letting you know what side of town I'm from, the best thing for me to do, y'all looking at me funny, but some of y'all got razor blades in your purse right now ready to cut somebody. But the best thing for me to do is to pray for you. Watch this. You pray for me and watch God change things. I wish I had somebody that could just stand up and say, Reverend, I had to give a lot of people over to the Lord because I knew if I would have put my hands on sister so-and-so, I'd be in somebody's jail. In fact, I'd be in Angela's funeral home somewhere sleeping in my grave. But I thank God that he, he saved me. Look at somebody said, just give them to God. Give them Give them to God. Granny, Granny used to have a saying. She said, I don't care how bad y'all get. I don't care how grown you get. I'm still going to give you to God. Because God can handle you better than I can. In fact, Granny used to tell us, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody love you like the Lord. And don't you know, watch this. God is saying, if you just let me fight your battles. He said, you've already got the victory. All you got to do is trust me. I'm going to get out your way. Lastly, lastly, the last thing he shows us in this text is that there's confirmation in conquering. Saul said to David, go. And the Lord be with you. Sometimes I, I found out that God gives confirmation through others. And your witness of companionship confirms your conquering. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes God gives confirmation through others. And your witness of companionship confirms your conquering. 
One thing we must identify with in the text, David never lost his companionship with God. Y'all missed that. David decided to do what the Lord had put on his heart. And here it is. David's companionship with the Savior because he knew that, watch this, his co-laborers could speak of confirmation because of his witness. But when you serve the living God, then you can give the confirmation and the fact that you're going to conquer because of who you connected to. If you read in the earlier parts of chapter 17, he said, what is the problem with the Philistines coming up against the living armies of God? The armies of the living God. That's, that's in the Bible. Watch this. Let me go a little deeper. Sometimes your adversaries recognize favor. And can't do nothing but speak victory. Sometimes your adversaries speak victory to you. And you already know it, but you have to show them. Reminds me of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible says, the king said, if you're going to stand on what you're standing on. You're not going to obey my word, then I'm going to throw you in the fire furnace. But watch what the Bible said. The Bible says, and the king said, and then your God, see, he already spoken in existence, shall deliver you from the pits of the fire. The Bible says, the king went to sleep and right early in the morning. Y'all, somebody say early. He got up and he went down to the gate, down to the fiery furnace, and he found out when he opened up the furnace, he said, I put three in, but I see four. The three are walking around with no harm, but the fourth one is walking uh, in the image of the Son of God. Watch this. Let me, let me share. I'm going a little further. I'm going a little further. I ain't going to make you happy. I just want to make you understand. Watch this. David's companionship, Saul recognized his favor. Because if you read a chant a little further and you get to verse 56, he asks the question. He said, whose son is this? <clears throat> but then he go to verse 58 and David said, I'm the son of your servant. I'm Jesse's son, the one of the Bethlehemite. Y'all catch that. David's ability to claim his victory, Saul already seen it because watch this. Saul already knew David was chosen because everybody knew in chapter 16 that Jesse's boy was the chosen one. You just missed that. And some folks should recognize you didn't pick yourself out. You didn't ask yourself to go through what you're going through. God chose you. And because he chose you, God is going to equip you. He's going to elevate you. He's going to educate you. In fact, he's going to bless you because he says we are a chosen priesthood. Some folks don't realize 
that when opposition comes, you need to keep the right spirit. Because here it is, David already knew he was going to win. His witness told it. He delivered me out of the hands of the lion. Delivered me out of the hands of the bear. What makes God different in today's time? Watch this, watch this, watch this. I, as I was looking at this in my office, something came to me. He said, Reverend, you said your adversaries uh, will speak victory or you're conquering because of your companionship. David, David was the shepherd boy that was down in the pen with nasty sheep. Had big brothers. They had big goals. But yet he was down with the sheep when they found him. His brothers didn't have nothing to do with him because you're nasty. Y'all helping me today. Somebody going to get where I'm going to go with this. You're nasty. You, you, down, you just look. You go down there and play with the sheep, be nasty with the sheep. We're going to stay up here with the grown folk. But what they didn't know, it was because of David's humility. Help me, Holy Ghost. God said, if you stay humble, I will exalt you. In due season. I wish I had somebody tracking with me this morning that could say, Reverend, they call me everything but my government name, but yet I stayed humble. And the Bible told me if I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt me in due season. That's why Paul says in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Romans 8 and 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8 and 37, in all things, we are more than for him that love us Ephesians 3 and 20 now unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ever think or imagine Jude 24 and 25 now unto him who's able to keep us from falling look at somebody say no matter where you are God will allow you to prevail now let me Let me, let me get out your way. I'm... David wants us to know more than anything that David kept an unchangeable and undenying belief in God. He suggests that we too should keep an unchangeable, undeniable belief in God. Because when a storm keeps raging in my life, because my soul is anchored, I know that whenever the enemy rises up against me, all I got to do is remember, he says in his word, fret not yourself. Of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers 
of iniquities. I got to go. I'm going to get out your way, y'all. For they shall soon be cut off and cut down like the grass. And they shall wither as green herbs. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord and do good. Ain't the Lord all right? He says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. But this is the part that shout me, sister. This is sister Victoria. He said, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Are you praying with me this morning? Well, I didn't held you long enough. And if you don't got a praise on your lips and thanksgiving in your heart, all I can tell you is I'll see you next time. Maybe then you could think of how good God has been to you. But if I had time, if I had time, if I had time, Lord, ooh, yeah, if I had time. The Bible said David went before the Philistine. The Bible said David had five smooth stones. And David didn't use all five, but he used just one. And I wondered sometimes why he had all five, but I never could seem to get the answer. But how many know when you turn it over to Jesus, all you need is one. Let me help you. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost, and they all make one. And I wonder if you're reading your Bible, the Bible said when David went down, he told the Philistine, I come to cut your head off. I come and I'm going to destroy you. The Bible said the Philistine looked at David and he began to talk to him. I'm paraphrasing. He said, why would you come to this big old fight? This gun fight with a little bit of knife. But how many know when you got Jesus on your side, all you need is the weapons that God has given you. Let me tell you how you can fight those things that seem bigger than you. All you got to do is use the word, the word of God, and his word said in the word. Y'all know what he said. He says, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. And I wonder, is there anybody here that can testify uh -huh, that I've been through the fire 
and I've been through the flood, but the Lord, yeah, the Lord, He seen me through all my dangerous times. He saw me through my snares. He saw me in my ups, and He saw me through my downs. He saw me in the courthouse. He saw me in the doctor's office. He even seen me on my job. And how many know? If you trust in God, if you keep on trusting, he's faithful and just to reward us. All you got to do is trust in his word. He'll never leave you, not forsake you. Can I get somebody to help me close this thing and look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell a neighbor, when it looks too big and your back is against the wall and the wall is against you, all you got to do is keep trusting in the Lord. Somebody help me close it and say, God will. God will. Won't it take care of you? If you can't win that way, all you got to do is look that enemy in the face and tell the enemy no weapon formed against me shall prosper touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm and tell your neighbor one more time tell your neighbor look at your neighbor and just stick your hand out and tell your neighbor I want to share with you if you trust him when trouble comes, if you trust him when you're being tried, when you trust him and the enemy's on your track, hold on, hold on. God will, God will take care of you. If that ain't enough, then you got to remember what Friday he went on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high. Shucks, I feel good. They stretched him wide. Y'all know what he did? He died. He died. Yes, he did. From the sixth to the ninth hour, blood dripped down. The moon refused to shine. The sun refused to shine. They tell me he died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. They took him down in a borrowed tomb all day Friday, all night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday. Y'all know what he did? He got up on Sunday morning with power in his hand. Power in earth, power in heaven, power in earth in the palm of his hand. What I want to share is when it seems to be, just remember, God's got power. Don't he got power? Have you tried it? And know that he will. Won't he do it? Say yes. Do me one more favor. Turn to that same neighbor and tell your neighbor, weeping me and do it for a night. But John. Yeah! Yeah! 
come in the morning. I got a question and I'm going to get to my seat. Ain't he all right? How many going to try him? How many going to trust him? How many know that God will? Won't he make a way? Can I get two more? And I'll make three. That can say, Robin, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Why do I wake up? Because of grace and mercy. Why do I wake up? Because he loved me. Let me tell you why I trust in him. Because when I was down and out, it was God that made a way out of no way. Is there anybody here that can do me one more favor? Help me really close it and stand to your feet. Put your hand on your hip. Let your backbone slip and tell your neighbor, I'm so glad that the Lord, the Lord, he first loved me. Do me one more favor. Just look at that same neighbor. They don't believe you. You got to show them your witness. Tell them, neighbor. Do it like we do in the Baptist church. Ah, neighbor. I want to share with you how I know he will give you the victory. I wasn't supposed to look this good after all I've been through. All the tests and trials and tribulations. Somebody can holler out, but God, yeah, but that go I save a little bit for next Sunday <laughs> can, can I just can I just poll the house real quick how many know you got the victory yeah y'all ain't tracking with me how many know you got the victory my Bible tells me that when you know you got the victory, the Bible says, let the redeemed the Lord say so.
Come on, let's celebrate the Lord. than me. When it looks bigger than I am. My, my, my. trying to let it go but when my money's funny and my change is strange I just give it to the Lord I gotta let it go but as my granny would say how many know God will Somebody can slip up their hands and say, God will take care of you. See, y'all don't know when to shout. He kept us through dangers seen and unseen. We've been going on about eight months of a coronavirus. But last I checked, the Bible says let everything that has Brother, praise you to learn to just touch yourself and tell yourself I'm glad to be in the land of the living. God did it. Didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? Look at somebody else and tell your neighbor you got a reason to shout because God, he's been good. Y'all don't understand. The enemy don't like when you talk to God. I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying to watch my vernacular. 
But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, can I get somebody to just jump straight up and say, my soul! Christ, hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm done, brother. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to wait until next Sunday. When it looks bigger than me. Ah, Brother Earl trying to kill me. Maybe I need to give him a little more vacation. I like that. Certainly we hope something was said to help us this morning as we face things that look bigger than us. Remember, keep your companionship and watch God give you the victory.